Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackfine, joined every Tuesday and Thursday, except for training camp, when he's joined on Wednesdays, and by the time this is published, Thursdays, my man, Donnie Droon, the Pittsburgh Steelers are deep into training camp. It's a great time. Make sure to go subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash all Steelers talk and check out the all Steelers talk audible collection anywhere you get your podcasts. There's a lot of headlines, Donnie, too many headlines. I think it's time. Finally, we're a week and a day into training camp to talk about what's too deep and what's justified. But first, it was 4 billion degrees today. If you could see the back of my neck, you could see you could see me. You could look a look at the camera. I am a tomato. A tomato. I have to wear a leg sleeve because I have a new tattoo, so can't wait for, wait for that tan line to be here for the next 10 years. But I'm sure this is a, you know, mid-August day for you over in northern Phoenix, Arizona. So, how you doing, my friend? I'm oh, great, man. Can't really complain. Uh, weather's been kind of gloomy the last couple of days. It like rained out here. There's a storm here on Sunday. Um, oh, so whenever that happens, it's it like super humid for like I, a couple uh, of days. So didn't know that it rained in Phoenix. I thought it was just Bro, maybe 10 days a year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe for lucky. That's actually wild. That is wild. All right. Let's talk some Pittsburgh Steelers football a lot. I feel like a lot has gone on. In the last, what are we, eight days of practice? And it starts with the quarterbacks. I think it almost starts and ends with the quarterbacks. They are the headlines. Mitchell Trubisky is the starter. Mason Rudolph is now taking one reps. Kenny Pickett ran with the twos for two days. Now he's back with the threes. Chris Oladokun might be getting the short end of the stick. And honestly, his NFL career might be over before it even got started. On top of that, a lot of news around this offense, some news around the linebackers, a little bit of hype around TJ Watt, the whole nine. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph finally jumped in to the first teams today. It was his first time. This comes after two days of being the third string quarterback, a week of consistency. At one point, had me almost convinced that he deserved this opportunity. Now he gets it. 
Are you looking too far into it? Are we looking too far into it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I feel like you didn't even need to like finish that sentence because I knew exactly where you were going. Um, we promised ourselves, and I feel like not only just like you and I, but anybody who covers football for a living has to try their damnedest not to try to overreact to everything. Yep. But also like take note of what's actually happening on the field because it is the first taste of football that we have gotten in months. Um, yeah. Before training camp started, Mike Tomlin has been very adamant that all three quarterbacks were going to get their shot. We have yet to see Kenny Pickett, as far as I know, run with the ones. We've yeah, seen no ones. Mitch Trubisky go. We've seen now Mason Rudolph go. Um, we're coming up on the Steelers' first preseason game. These guys are going to get their opportunity. If the Steelers were going to do their homework correctly, they were going to give each guy their fair shot. That does not mean starting a preseason game. That means getting whatever allotted snaps or time in training camp it meant to get a slightly better look at whatever personnel, whatever offense, those specific guys are trying to run. I do want to touch really quick on your Chris Oladokun point. Um, because I feel like you almost more than anybody has been like driving the old Ladokan train for quite some time. Yeah, um, drove it right into the lake. <laughs> I, I want to say he is getting the short end of the stick. Yeah. But I think he also has to recognize that he was a seventh round draft pick, correct? Yeah. He pretty much knew heading into this, he was only going to be a camp arm. Pretty much nothing else unless the Steelers really struck a gold. Seems like a nice dude. I'm sure he's made a couple plays here and there. I don't think the Steelers struck gold with Chris Olodokin. I also think he knows that too. I think he needs to understand and everybody else needs to understand that this is a business. Yeah. And these guys know exactly what they're getting themselves into whenever training camp rolls around. Yeah. I would say... So I was going to use Chris Oldokin as a whole thing by himself because I think that's a talking point, but I like that you brought it up. I'm very wishy-washy when it comes to Chris Oldokin because I agree with you. It is a business. This is how you run a business. He's not going to be involved in the competition. He had some reps at minicamp, and he just you know, didn't shock enough early on. At the same time, if you're looking at this as a business, the Steelers completely wasted a draft pick on somebody they do not care about. If he is the practice squad guy, that's fantastic. But that means that you're getting rid of one of these three guys. That doesn't seem to be coming out of anybody's mouth anymore. At this point, that's that's long gone. The Mason Rudolph is going to get traded for a fifth round pick has has sailed, at least in the eyes of many. Could it still happen? I think yes. But in a lot of people's eyes, that's never going to happen. So you're telling me that this, that the Steelers thought, you, you, if I'm talking to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I, I, and I could ask Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert what your thoughts here were. You're telling me that their thoughts were, yeah, we're just going to spend a seventh-round draft pick, which I get it. You're not going to get a ton out of a seventh-round draft pick, but you might get a Brett Kiesel. You might get an Antonio Brown. You could get a Trey Norwood. Like there's, there's a Trey Norwood's a year into the NFL. It's not like these things don't happen and you were going to waste it on a guy that your plans were to do literally nothing. I could see if it was something, 
like a little bit of anything. He hasn't taken a single rep. Josh Dobbs got more reps than this guy. Like Josh Dobbs is also a mid round pick. And I think where the conversation starts to kind of shift is the Steelers like you and I, and everybody else in America like the play, the odds. Okay. Yeah. You and I aren't very good at it. I'm probably responsible no. for keeping the lights on the Vegas one too many times. Yeah. Lost 50 bucks at the pirates game tonight. Good night. <laughs> Raise a Jolly Roger. Um, <laughs> The probability of a seventh round quarterback being good enough to win a starting quarterback job in the NFL. Yeah, not very none. Not very likely at all. Okay, so if, if we're gonna look at it like that, and big props roll of Dokin, like I've already given him. Yeah. What sense would it make? Why would the Steelers kid themselves and take other snaps and opportunities away from getting even more of a look? from Trubisky, from Mason Rudolph, from Kenny Pickett. I get it. If you're going to have I a quarterback competition, have a quarterback competition. Make sure anybody in the state of Pennsylvania who can throw a football further than 30 yards shows up to Latrobe wearing white, gold, whatever jerseys they're wearing. But you have to be real about it at some point. Oladokun was never going to win a starting job. He knew that. The Steelers knew that. At very, very worst, Noah... This training camp in this preseason is an audition to 31 other NFL football teams that think they might try to get something out of Chris Oladokun. I agree with that 100%. And that is what upsets me the most because I cheer for, I root for players. I don't root Mm -hmm. for teams. Chris Oladokun is a good guy. He's drafted in the seventh round, so he obviously deserves an opportunity. He's not going to get that. What is he showcasing for 31 other teams? That's what I mean. Like, I I, like, I agree with everything so you just whenever, said. Whenever he plays in the preseason. He's not going to. There's no way he he'll, he'll play in the preseason. preseason. No way. Preseason. When, is, when? Let me ask when. Because the first game, this is how the first game is going to go. If Mitchell Trubisky is going to run the first half, right? Because you got to see what Mitchell Trubisky is going to bring with these ones. That's your first assessment if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett obviously have to play the second half because they got to showcase themselves too. You can't just put one guy out there and then the next game two. I have, I have, I find it very unlikely that it's not the same three, but somebody else starts. And then game three is may, maybe in game three. The maybe. last game in the preseason is normally your dress rehearsal. That's where you want to, keep a lot of your like starters healthy and make sure nothing kind of wonky happens before week one. Um, I agree with you for the the first week of the preseason. Uh, it might be hard to get him some like adequate playing time, but weeks two and three that I'm pretty confident he's going to get to play. Not a whole lot of time. I don't think he's going to get to run the entire playbook for the other 31 NFL teams, but he's going to get an opportunity. And perhaps even more important is that whenever other teams call and talk to Steelers coaches stock. Sorry, not talk, talk to Steelers coordinators. They're going to say, Hey, how was Chris? You yeah. worked with them every single day in the trope. You got to see him up close and personal. How is Chris Holodokin? Do you think he could be of assistance to our football team? I mean, yeah, like I get, yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and I, I understand that the Steelers have to do what they have to do. I do get that. I just, I have a hard time looking at this justifying how it's playing out. Are I you think, more upset that he's getting screwed over or are you more upset the Steelers are basically 
um, closing him off without really giving him a, a, a fair shot. No, I don't think he deserves an opportunity at the starting quarterback job. Like, I, I think the reps should be played out as they are. I think that the Steelers wasted a draft pick. So the analysis of the Steelers and their decision making, I think, was wrong. And also, I believe that if you're going to draft someone in the seventh round, especially a quarterback who, you, you know, wants an opportunity to play in this league somewhere, you literally told him by drafting him, hey, man, like you, this is your shot. This is your NFL shot. And then he's going to go all summer and you are taking his possible one NFL shot completely away from him by minimizing him to nothing. I just I think both sides of the coin are just wrong. Like I get it. it the decisions are correct. It, it, the process being played the way it is is how the Steelers should handle this. I just, I just don't understand why you had to do this to this guy. Like, why so couldn't you just I, not draft him? Counterpoint: I think Chris Oladokun, ten times out of ten, would have taken being drafted in the seventh round and having a secured training camp spot, uh, roster bonus for uh, the next month, however long you want to call training camp and preseason. I think he would have rather taken that than to hit the undrafted rookie free agent pool, and that's just really not known what was going to happen or if he was going to be able to collect a check this summer. So like, I get it, but like also I feel like Chris Oladokun would have had to, at some point in the draft process, been extremely real with himself and say, yeah. Hey man, I, I might not play football again. Yeah, I get that. It like happens. he definitely has that mindset and that understanding. I just, I don't know. Like I, like, you know, like I said, I root for guys and not teams and, I just think the way that this has been handled is just very, eh. it's, it's very non Steelers. Like I think it's very non Steelers. Like it doesn't hold the family traditions. And if he does end up on the practice squad, then I take back everything I said, because at that point you're just hiding them. And then you're going to ditch one of these guys, probably Mason Rudolph. And then you're just going to bring Oladokun back through waivers that I'm fine with at that point. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Like you had a plan. This is your plan executed. Well, Good for you guys. And he gets a check and he gets an opportunity. I'm all about all of it. So if that's the move, I like that. But I don't know. To Mason, you say it's an overreaction to be to run with the first teams. No big deal. Doesn't mean anything. I agree and disagree with that. I agree with yes. To this point, nothing means literally nothing doesn't change a thing whatsoever. However, I am starting to hit the point in my quarterback analysis, and maybe this is an overreaction in itself, where I am losing a lot of faith in Mitchell Trubisky by the day. And yes, I get it. You're right. I got it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Mitchell Trubisky has struggled and people are going to like the second I put that on Twitter yesterday, people were like, oh, no, they were different reports yesterday. And I'm like, OK, look, it, I get it that he does have good plays in practice and he is consistent at times. But until today, until today, Donnie, Mitchell Trubisky went one for 17 in the goal line, one for 17. And that one pass was stuffed at the one yard line. Today was the first time he threw a touchdown in 18 passes. That's 
that's bad. That is not somebody that you want manning this football team. And I get the whole, oh, he doesn't have Deontay. He doesn't have Chase. He doesn't have Pat Fryermuth. He doesn't have Najee Harris. I understand that. But if this is a starting quarterback, you should, if, if he was five for 17, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, like that's not terrible. It is terrible, but like it's excusable because of what's happening. One for 17. George, you could find somebody, somebody in 17 passes to score a touchdown. That's just true. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. But I, I also think that might be a little bit of overreaction as well because. I, I think we all need to, especially this is really weird territory for it everybody is. involved. Cause like we it have is. people like you and I, we've never had to sit down and talk about this before. Like, like nah. th- this is the one position that has just always been, okay, cool. Check. Moving on. Yep. Not anymore. Um, I think whenever you look at Mason Rudolph, you look at Mitchell Trubisky, you look at Kenny Pickett, I refuse to judge these guys until I see a complete body of work in the preseason. One for 17, one for 18, whatever it was, terrible. Absolutely terrible. I am 100% with you that if you and I go out there, we need to get at least one or two. One to two. Just how it is. Just how it is. I think one that shows exactly how hard it is to score in the red zone. I think number two, when you have a defense – that knows you and plays against you every single day. Yeah. They're going to know you extremely well. They're going to know who you like, who you don't like, where you like to go, where you don't like to go. Every little thing about you. Because those guys are getting paid too. Yeah. I don't want that to be an excuse for Mitchell Trubisky, but I also don't want to harp on training camp performances because it's just it, it's such a crapshoot with how each and every single day is going to turn out. Like you said, we've only been in camp for eight practices now, and graded yep. eight days of practice, pretty long time. But I'm willing to not jump the gun on anything. I'm willing to try to let this process play out because those are going to be good days. Those are going to be bad days. I want to see them play against the other live competition where they can get hit. There are legitimate risks for them to go through and there are legitimate rewards for them to earn if they're able to perform at a high enough level. So let me ask this. Mm -hmm. What does Mitchell Trubisky have to do in the preseason for you to feel comfortable with just moving on as him as the starter to just kind of be like, okay, like this is fine. We're good. We got our guy managing the offense. I, I, I cannot give you certain numbers. I can't give you exact numerical parameters yeah, yeah, for, for, for him to check off every game. If he is able to manage the Steelers' offense, because I've said this time and time again, they do not need Mitchell Trubisky to play hero ball. The last thing they should want is for him to be throwing the ball 40, 45 times a game. And it, it's just not something that should really be in the cards. As long as he does not turn the ball over, and he's able to not even dink and dunk, just like move the offense with his arm or legs whenever called upon. Yeah. I feel okay relying on the Steelers run game with Najee Harris. I feel okay relying on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, which is supposed to be one of the best in the league. Are there going to yeah. be times and games where Trubisky is going to have to win a game with his arm? 100%. 100%. 
Yeah. But more times than not, all the Steelers need him to do is don't make dumb mistakes and do not turn the ball over. So that, I think I think for me, that's going to be my number one thing that, that I, I'm at least watching for whenever it comes to Trubisky in the preseason. So can I tell you what mine is? Please. Mine is there's no way Deontay plays in the preseason. There's no way Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth, or Najee play in the preseason, especially after the injuries. I would I would be shocked if any of them touched the field before practice of week one. I need to see Mitchell Trubisky make the Steelers offense look better without these guys. I need him to make George Pickens look like a star. I need him to make Calvin Austin look like a star. Anthony Miller to look like the guy people believe Anthony Miller could be. Those types of things. That That's what I need Mitchell Trubisky to do. He doesn't even have to win the game. I just want it to look like if he was back against the wall, his options were gone, he can try and make something happen. You have an opportunity. You have a shot with Mitchell Trubisky. That's what I need. Because right now, all I'm watching is Mitchell Trubisky use the excuse of, oh, there's nobody good on the field. Okay, yeah, like I get that. And if this is the Steelers, if this is the regular season and this is the lineup you're rocking with, at this point, you've pretty much thrown in the towel. As you know, me and you are not sitting around here talking about how they might win the Super Bowl if George Pickens, Calvin Austin, and Cody White are taking first-team reps in week six. But right now, I want Mitchell Trubisky to somehow come in here in a preseason game and show that he can make Jay Sternberger look good enough. Doesn't have to be great, just good enough when called upon. That's that's what I would be looking for for Mitch. The thing I really like about the preseason is yeah. that teams are not trying to win games. They are, no. but like they are, they could pretty much care less about what's going on on the scoreboard. Yeah. All, all they want to see is looks. All they want to see is the last few weeks come to fruition, where certain guys are at, where other guys are at compared to those other guys. And what really, really gets me excited about preseason is that teams are going to remain very vanilla. They're yep. not going to want to reveal anything about their offenses or defenses. So it's going to be very basic concepts, very basic formations, very basic plays, which yep. means Noah Schrackmeyer those plays in those games come down to those players making plays. Those guys are not going to be putting these crazy positions, running these like wild, like two receiver combo routes. Nah, man, go run a nine route, go up and catch a football, go make a play. Yep. I agree. I agree. Last one for the quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett. I don't even know what the overreaction would be. The headline is both ways. Like Kenny Pickett ran with the second team. Oh my God, maybe he's got an opportunity. And then the other way around, it's oh, Kenny Pickett's being treated, treated like Brian St. Pierre. I can't believe this guy is blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and then you have the people like, oh, well, it's Ben Roethlisberger. He did. He wasn't supposed to start either. Everybody's struggles. Patrick Mahomes. I've heard Patrick Mahomes name a two dozen times in the last week. The, what, I'm just going to, what side is the overreaction? I think it's the struggling part. Like color be okay. shocked that a rookie quarterback is struggling is very first NFL training camp yeah. against the Steelers defense of all teams. Like th this is, yeah. this is not college. And I think 
um, you know, that's very true for the good of Kenny Pickett. And I think that's yep. also true for the bad of Kenny Pickett. It is very early in Kenny Pickett's career. Very I'm going to make this comparison. And by no means is this a player comparison, but more so a timeline comparison. Josh Allen was dragged through the mud for years, my brother. Years of him actually starting, not not behind Trubisky, not behind Mason Rudolph, of him playing actual legitimate NFL football. He was not great. And those people in Buffalo wanted to run him out of town until one one night in the offseason, Noah, everything clicked. Everything clicked for Josh Allen. Okay. The I don't think you can compare the athlete that Kenny Pickett is to Josh Allen. I don't think you can even come close to comparing the arm between no. Kenny Pickett and Josh Allen. But a lot of the intangibles are there. And I think that's exactly what the Steelers were betting on in draft night. And I think that's exactly what they're willing to bet on right now to this very moment that you and I are talking. I think if somebody were to bring it up to Mike Tomlin or Matt Canada hey, Kenny Pickett's kind of struggling. I think they would laugh in your face. <laughs> I, I, I think they would die of laughing. I think they would too. Because you know what? Good. Let him get all of this out of his system now. Yep. Let him learn the hard way. I agree. I agree. I'm I, Look, at, I document all the times Kenny Pickett struggled, and I think the thing that concerns me is the game's moving way too fast for him, but things have slowed down. That's my. That was my only concern is like, you could have accuracy issues. You could have foot placement issues. You could have read issues. But when the game looks like it's moving way too fast for you, that's when you're like, mm, that doesn't always slow down. Joe Burrow is so good because the game moves so slow for him. And you want Kenny to get there. I think it took a step. So I would be the first one to admit that, you know, I was part of that overreaction of his struggles. I I have to see more, though. You know, I definitely, most definitely have to see more. I think that right now, Kenny Pickett's exactly where he needs to be. And as crazy as it sounds, this competition is going to come down to Mason Rudolph and Mitchell Trubisky. And it's going to be a lot more even than people expect it to be. And Kenny Pickett's just going to be chilling in the back. And I think that's that's A-OK. Even if it's Mason, I think that's A-OK with me because... Let them develop, you know, like let, this team's not going to go win a Super Bowl this year. And if it does, you have three quarterbacks to pick from um, which one you think is the best one once the season gets rolled. There's no need to jump the gun on your rookie right now. Send him into Cincinnati and say, go ahead, man. Let's help the offensive lines better. That's not for sure. I, I think this kind of works in the Steelers favor either way, because option A was Kenny Pickett coming to the training camp of the preseason balling out and looking like the first quarterback off of the board like everybody thought he would be. Yep. And the Steelers are like, all right, cool. He, he is far more ready than we had thought. Let's go in a couple of games. Or plan B, which obviously is still very early, but the the early returns on Kenny Pickett don't exactly scream, you know, week one NFL starter right now is, oh my goodness, our long-term investment isn't going to start immediately. Looks like he's going to have to learn <laughs> with a clipboard in this hand. Oh, no. What are we going to do? Yeah, man. It's not like those long-term investments. They, I mean, if you haven't heard, long-term investments leave quickly. So you got to get them on the field at, instantly. No, I, instantly. I I understand. But like, whenever you draft somebody, especially in the first round, especially the quarterback, you are not only drafting them for one year. If Kenny Pickett doesn't play this year, he's not a bust. No, he's just another rookie. That's all he is, is just another rookie. But people are acting like the Steelers are wasting everybody's time if he doesn't play. 
people are acting like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the Steelers at the end of the, like, I don't care what other people say, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I get that it's an overreaction. So it's what we're talking about. But if you asked Mike Tomlin, he would probably slap you or walk away. Like Art Rooney wouldn't even acknowledge your existence. Like that's just, you know, at that point you're just like, what are you even talking? Like this is a football game. Like he could be, he, his name could be Tom Brady. If he's not good enough to be the starting quarterback, he's not the starting quarterback. That's just the end of the day. That's all it is. That's, that's what it is. Mason Rudolph hasn't been handed anything because he's not good enough to be handed anything. That's just what it is. And that's what it's going to continue to be. That's just what the NFL is on all teams. This is not just the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is every single team. All right. We got a couple more, but first a word from our boys at Manscaped. If you haven't already heard, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leader in below-the-waist grooming is making sure we have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh. Dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with our code STEALERS20. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker near ear and nose hair trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all your goodies. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor. A new multifunction on-off switch can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn the 4 thousand K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precision shave. Let me tell you, I did not know any of these features existed and I'm going to go check all these out later because I didn't know they, I didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? beach lake or shower? This razor will devour even the strongest pubes. Now that you have the perfect haircut, use Manscaped's liquid formu formulations, that's a word, formulations to keep that freshness even at the hottest barbecues. Most importantly, use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to stay cool in the heat. With a soothing aloe vera formula, it's the best in the business for below-the-waist freshness, and this clear-drying formula will keep looking good while smelling good. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag that will bring your comfort to another level. Wearing sandals with some nasty toenails during the summer months? Take a look at the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. This kit includes stainless steel nail cutters, tweezers, and grooming scissors, with the performance package, your balls will be ready to impress, but make sure you cover the rest with the Shears 
Oh, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Steelers20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code Steelers20 at manscaped.com. It's smooth sack summer, boys. Get on board or get left behind. Um, so that was, I went into that dry. I had no idea what I was about to read. The Shears 2.0 sounds pretty crazy. I didn't even realize there was a Shears 1.0, but nobody wants nasty toenails. I kind of like that. I also am most, I was, uh, that was all off, off kilt talking about how I'm going to go check out that razor later because I had no idea (laughs) it did any of that at all. Dude, it's like a literal lawnmower. Um, shout out to everybody using the, the code Steelers20, by the way, because I actually had one of my boys set me up and he said he uh, used the code. So, oh, uh, lawn, dude, lawnmower 4.0, man. It's legit. That's where it's at. That's definitely where it's at. I'm a big fan of pretty much everything that, I mean, I was with Derek today and he was like, dude, you want to know what has changed my life? The best thing that I've used for Manscaped? And I was like, what? He's like, the deodorant. And I'm like, I know, oh, man. Yeah, it's Slaps. It works all day long. It's actually great. Their products are phenomenal. Like, I feel good to stand behind Manscaped and provide quality ad reads and laughs at the gym when people read my t-shirts. All right. We got two more offensive guys I want to go through real quick. The George Pickens hype, Calvin Austin type, that seems high, super high. These two are already stars. I said three months ago that these two, at least George Pickens, was already a star in the making. A pretty simple question. Is it an overreaction to say these two are already studs? Studs? Mm. Stars. Let's use the word stars. Yes. Yeah. Stars for sure. Uh, Automatic disqualification for anybody (laughs) labeling them a star. Um, Not that they can't be. (laughs) Not that they won't be or they can't be. Um, But just like right now haven't even seen them line up against somebody who's not wearing a Steelers helmet. So a lot of game left, long road to go, but no, it's Jack mine. The early returns on George Pickens, brother, sign huge, me up, man. Huge. Sign me TF up immediately. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go. The, it is. I agree with you. It is an overreaction. hundred percent an overreaction. I, but I'm going to say that I strongly am jumping on top. At, on top, I'm not even in. I'm the leader of the George Pickens hype train. I will remain the leader of the George Pickens hype train. The dude is going to be a star early. Jamar Chase level stardom right from the jump. I as long as the offense Jamar. clicks. Jamar. As long as the offense clicks. Jamar had a lot of things going for him, but you need to be a star to become a star. If if True. Mitchell Trubisky. Najee Harris, this offensive line, all clicks. George Pickens will be Jamar Chase level star. The other one, Jalen Warren. Already hyped. This is the running back darling undrafted free agent. I will be the first person to admit. I was talking a lot of smack on how it would be Mateo Durant, not Jalen Warren. Mm -hmm. Well, Jalen Warren has proven me wrong. I'm happy for him. Didn't know if you knew this, but he is Willie Parker's cousin. So I think that gives him an no upper way. hand. Yeah, gives him an upper hand. <laughs> no <everything>. way. <laughs> is the hype too soon on Jalen Warren? I feel like with running backs, the the bar is kind of set just a little bit low. And I feel like with Warren, knowing he won't have to contribute right away with yep. Najee being there. 
um, makes, I, I guess, kind of like blinds me and makes this, I guess, a slightly easier decision to make. Um, I, I don't, I haven't seen a tremendous lot of him, but like what I have seen and what everybody else is saying, I'd probably lean closer to like it not being hype and him actually being maybe a diamond in the rough for the Steelers running back core. I'm going to say it's too early and I'm only going to say it's too early because I think people are jumping on the whole, Oh, well, he's going to beat out Anthony McFarlane. That's like almost a guarantee. Now the offense has set design plays for Anthony McFarlane. And I think that's something to really take into consideration here. There's no reason for Matt Canada to have plays for Anthony McFarlane. There's just not, he hasn't done anything to say that. So the fact that he does have them installed means that he trusts him. To some degree, he sees something in him to some degree that could change in the preseason. Last year, Anthony McFarland had all this hype around him in training camp preseason rolled around. He didn't really do much. I need to see Jalen Warren in a preseason game dominate. I need to also see him get team one opportunities because that's the only way that we'll see for sure if he could actually do anything because the backup offensive line is garbage but I need to see him in a preseason game and I need it to be more than one preseason game before I feel comfortable with making that assumption until then Anthony McFarlane has a clear lead as the RB three. And I think that's deservingly so because two good days of practice are just not enough for me for pretty much anybody except for George Pickens, but definitely Jalen Warren. Nah, but dude, George Pickens was already showing early signs of what he could be, even at OTAs. He was yeah. just doing one freak stuff. Yeah, he took two plays. He needed two plays. He didn't even need two practices. He needed two plays for me to say, "Yeah, nope, that's it. He's a star." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like was a cartoon. That was, just like jaws on the floor. That was yeah. exactly. That was the whole sideline. That was the whole sideline. All right, last one before we get out of here. The Devin Bush uncertainty remains the same. Just like everybody else, you got half of the line saying, oh, this dude's going to be back. And then the other half of the line saying, wow, this guy looks terrible. Um, Just my analysis of what I have seen at training camp. Devin Bush had a bad day of backs on backers, really bad day of backs on backers yesterday. But he hasn't looked terrible. He looks like he's in the mix. The problem is, is that with an inside linebacker, a guy like Robert Spillane, you notice that he's making plays. You notice that his impact is being felt. You don't notice when Devin Bush is on the football field. As an inside linebacker, I think that plays a huge role into how effective you actually are. Especially if you're a guy of the caliber like Devin Bush to where yeah. top 10 pick, we saw what you did your first year in the NFL as a rookie. Uh, it felt like the sky was the limit. You know, it, it felt like we finally got what we should have gotten out of Ryan Shazier before he was unfortunately ripped away from us. But man, my, before I talk anymore, I, I want your opinion on this. I, I, we haven't talked about this at all, but it should be a fairly somewhat answerable question for you. Yeah. Do you think his ACL injury is still lingering right here? Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I don't I think, think so. it is, but I think that it's. I don't know. No, no, I would say no. I would say no. I don't I don't think that it's a mental thing at this point. I think it's just how hard are you willing to play football? Robert Spillane plays football like if he died on the next snap, he went out happy. 
Devin Bush does not play that same way. That's fine, but you know, that's the difference between Jalen Warren and Mateo Durant. Jalen Warren will run into Miles Jack and Cam Hayward at the same time and not even it won't even cross his mind that he's doing it. Devin Bush would think about that decision. That's that's my that's my thought on that. Gotcha. It's so tough to kind of gauge these kind of things. Yeah. We've seen Robert Spillane on the football field and we've seen very good Robert Spillane yeah. and we have seen not great Robert Spillane. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if like, which one are you going to get? And it almost depends on what he's doing on the football field. If you're asking Robert Spillane to cover a running back, if you're asking him to cover a tight end job's not getting done. Yep. Forget about it. Uh, w- whether it's fair to him or not, like if he's caught in that situation kind of, it is what it is. Devin Bush, on the other hand, though, the last time we watched him play football, it felt like he was just overthinking, just trying to overanalyze everything instead of just instinctually playing football. And um, from everything we've seen early on in training camp, that that hasn't gone away. Yep, I agree. I agree. I don't know what it is at this point. I don't yeah, think it's mental. Like, I don't. Is it? I just. I just don't think he's got the oomph anymore. And and I don't. I hope that oomph comes back. But like, we're never going to get the top ten pick. The Steelers are never going to get the top ten pick. They could get something. They could get a starting quality linebacker out of Devin Bush. I think he has that talent level. I just don't think he's got the oomph. And I don't think it's an overreaction for people to say that he's lost whatever it is that makes inside linebackers good. And you know what? If that's true, that's such a shame too, because I feel like a really good Devin Bush paired next to Miles Jack in this defense would do oh, would have been great. very good things. Yeah, with Robert, with the developed Robert Splane. Robert Splane seems to get better every year. And he's only 26 years old. So a developed Robert Spillane as the third guy, as a run stuffer, I think that would be, I mean, that's a great three inside linebackers would possibly buddy Johnson coming off the bench when you need him. I think that's a good inside linebacker rotation to have. And the Steelers, I mean, they're going to get it. How good it's going to be. That's, that's up for debate. I think we'll see that, but I need to see Devin Bush play all three preseason games. And I need him to, to play all three of them. Well, before, it's Miles Jack and Robert Splane heading into the week one, and everybody should feel really, really confident about it, or at least confident about the decision for sure. out of those three. All right, we're heading out of here. Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. And as always, be a pal, tell a pal. Let's go use our promo code for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code Steelers. 20 me and Donnie will be back by the time this is up tonight talking more training camp and everything happening around the Pittsburgh Steelers enjoy your day hopefully nobody gets the sunburn as the back of my neck peace